Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful 21st November 2022. Come at the Christy Hack Podcast. 11 MPs getting paid by China's Communist Party. Yes. Interesting. Suspicious, I would say. All that more coming up in the show. Please stick around. Listener and viewer discretion is advised because I smoke cigarettes and say a lot of bad words. Please stick around. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast, a Canadian veteran's point of view on political, social, economic issues, and life. Here's Krusty. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, 11 MPs getting paid by China's Communist Party. Yes, that's been the headlines the past week. I'm your host, Krusty Canuck, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. You know, it's been about a week since my last podcast. I know I said I was going to have one this coming Saturday, this past Saturday. However, I was detained doing other creative things. So no offense to my audience out there. My apologies. I'll have a show for well, right now and another one for Tuesday on the 23rd. And we're carrying on with episode 193. That's right. 11 MPs getting paid by China's Communist Party. Now, it's been in the headlines uh, for the past couple of weeks now in regards to what uh, China's influence is on our elections. Now, I'll read uh, verbatim here uh, a couple of articles from the National Post and from the Toronto Sun in regards to said discrepancies here, too. Uh, I'll just read along right here. So I'll leave these links in the um, description for you there, ladies and gentlemen, so you don't have to worry about it. Well, I'll just make this a bit bigger. There we go. There we go. So alarming MPs to investigate China's alleged 200, 2019 election interference. China has reportedly placed agents in MPs offices, tried to corrupt former Canadian officials and put in place aggressive campaigns against certain politicians. That's nothing new. So in Ottawa, MPs decide Monday to look into recent reports that China interfered in the 2019 Canadian election as it remained unclear whether Prime Minister Justin Trudeau would raise the issue directly with Chinese president. Now, we've all seen the ads and footage of him being dissed by President Z, you know. Oh, Justin, you did this terrible thing, you know, whatever. House of Commons Procedure and House Affairs Committee voted Monday to call as witnesses Foreign Affairs Minister Melanie Jolie, the Prime Minister's National Security Advisor, and other officials from Elections Canada, and the Canadian Security Intelligence Service. Global News first reported on November 7th that the intelligence officials had briefed the Prime Minister on a campaign of foreign interference from China, including funding at least 11 candidates in the 2019 federal election. Mm-hmm. China also placed agents in MPs' offices, tried to corrupt former Canadian officials, and put in place aggressive campaigns, quote-unquote, against politicians viewed as contrary to its interests, according to the Global News story. Trudeau and identified cabinet members were first briefed in January, Global said. Hmm. Trudeau is currently visiting Southeast Asia and spoke at the G20 summit in Bali, Indonesia on Monday, also attending his Chinese president, Xi Jinping, through the Canadian press report Monday, neither Trudeau nor Jolie would say whether they've asked for a meeting with Xi. At a press conference Sunday in Cambodia, Trudeau wouldn't commit to bringing up the issue on foreign interference at a potential meeting. He didn't directly answer when asked twice whether he would raise the issue with Xi at the G20. 
As always, I would raise issues of human rights, matters that preoccupy Canadians with any and all leaders that I engage, Trudeau said. Yeah, BS, buddy. On Monday, Conservative MP Michael Cooper introduced a notion, or correction, a motion on the new revelations at the House Committee, which already has more general study on the foreign election interference underway. Cooper said the briefings from CSIS are alarming in terms of the sophisticated campaign by the Chinese communist regime to subvert Canadian democracy. In a speech last week, Jolie outlined the broad strokes of Canada's long-awaited upcoming Indo-Pacific strategy, saying China is an increasingly disruptive global power. Jolie also promised to do more to tackle foreign interference. In a question and answer session following the speech, Jolie said, we won't let any foreign actor meddle in our democracy, period. Right. For three years, Canada's policy toward China had to navigate around China's hostage diplomacy after China imprisoned two Canadians in retaliation for Canada arresting Huawei executive Ming Wazoo on behalf of the U.S. Experts said Michael Kovrig and Michael Spavor's return to Canada in September 2021 allowed Canada to develop a clear and more critical approach to China. Jolie has promised the full Indo-Pacific strategy will be released within a month. She said last week Canada will challenge China when we ought to and cooperate when we must. How about you challenge him now and uh, don't cooperate? There's a novel idea, hey? Wow, who knew? The critical language that we're seeing now is very much in response to deterioration in the relationship over a long period of time, Nassau said. Yeah, Kim Nassau, sorry, I missed that paragraph there. Kim Nassau, professor emeritus of international relations at Queen's University, said after Jolie's speech that it indicated a change in tone to be more openly critical of China than the liberal government was was in the first elected. A shift that was recently indicated in recent speeches by Finance Minister Christian Freeland, Mr. Speaker, and Innovation Minister Francois-Philippe Champagne. Okay, these two clowns are getting paid regardless of what they say or do. They're all lip service, ladies and gentlemen. I don't trust anything these tards say. Okay, so that's basically what it is here, too. That's just the article summed up. You know, so I'll leave this in my... Uh, my description for you is there, ladies and gentlemen, for you to follow and decide at your leisure. Okay. But it's pretty self-explanatory. Okay. No one knows what's going on. No one knows this. No one knows that. And yet the prime minister himself even said prior to his first election, prior to 2015, and the footage is out there in full, in full digital color <laughs> and dialogue, everything he said to some ladies group in Toronto, I believe it was 2014, how much he admired China's basic dictatorship and how they could turn the economy around on a dime. And their green, their green initiative is, is fantastic, right? Okay. China still uses a lot of coal. Okay. China has a social credit system. China's still effing communist. So that should be a warning sign to anybody out there who might vote for somebody in an election. Any political leader in a, in a democratic state or democratic institution says, I admire that dictatorship, that should be a dead effing giveaway. Right? Are we not supposed to um, destroy dictatorships? Are we not supposed to stand against dictatorial regimes? Right? It's only because that Justin Trudeau, his old man, and the Trudeau legacy had good relations with China. Okay. They had good relations with Cuba. So, of course, they love the basic dictatorship. They aspire to be dictators. Okay, Look what's going on in the news right now in regards to the, uh, the Public Emergencies Council. Okay, What's going on there now? Now, CSIS officials are saying that the Emergencies Measures Act was a good thing, even though they said they didn't need it, but they say it's a good thing. 
It's good that you did that. It's good that you did that, right? Right? Like a bad episode of the fucking Twilight Zone. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. Anyhow, carrying on again with episode 193. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 11, MPs getting paid by China's Communist Party. That's right, yes. Uh, you hear the notional gong and stereotypical uh, instruments there. Now, I have nothing against the Chinese people. I have nothing against any, any people from a country that are being led by the nose hairs in the name of some great utopia. Okay. You've heard me ramble on enough, ladies and gentlemen, about uh, liberty and freedom and democracy. You've heard my stance and what, what this country means to me and what it should mean to you, my Canadian listeners, and my American and, and, and European friends out there, too. Canada's a powerhouse. Canada should be a powerhouse when it comes to world trade. Canada should be a powerhouse when it comes to diplomacy, especially when it comes to peace support efforts and also military efforts as well. Now, I'm not saying we should be a superpower by any means. No, we should not be a superpower, but we should be a powerhouse nonetheless. To stand our ground, to stand on guard for thee. It says so in our bloody anthem. Yet these clowns in Ottawa just really don't care. And they just don't really care. They don't care about a damn thing that you and I want to do, how we feel, how we enjoy things, how we take our freedoms for granted, which we do. You know, we're all guilty of it. But the past two years with the whole issue when it comes to the beer bug and the jibby jabs and who is going to get fired and who gets fined, okay, there is quite a bunch of people that just want to forget about it and forget it ever happened. Right. Because, you know, we just can't forget that. It, you know, we just want you to move along and just forget about it. Just hurry up and let it go. Right. Kind of like an overbearing parent when they sit there and say, let it go, let it go, let it go. But then it builds up and builds up and then you never forget. So you're reluctant to trust any kind of institution or any kind of government institution for that matter. Right. And every one of these politicians, it doesn't matter if they're conservatives, liberal, NDPers, whatever. You know, they all know they plumb fucked up somewhere, right? And it's up to people like you, me, other podcasters, other broadcasters, independent journalists, independent free thinkers alike to make it better, okay? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you like and hear what you see, please subscribe, like, comment, share this all over your social media platforms. You can also find my podcast on the following here too. You can find me on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Rumble, Instagram, YouTube, Getter, Podbean, and you can also find me on Amazon Podcasts and Spotify, too. So if you're into those bigger labels, by all means, check me out there on Amazon and Spotify and Player FM as well. So I'm anyway, carrying on again with episode 193. Um, <laughs> the, the communist influence has tarnished this country big time. Okay. Now, when you look at our system, okay, and when you look at any system in any working democracy, you pay taxes to your municipality to pay, you know, look after your garbage and other sources, you know, clear the roads in the wintertime and when things go boom in the middle of the night. Okay. But when you look at the tax system in this country, okay, when you do the math, an average Canadian is paying anywhere from 43 to 47, in some cases, 50% in taxes because of the inflationary BS Okay, now you have politicians that are going around the world trying to sell Canada as some kind of great business mecca. And yet we have so much red tape, so much red tape that's stopping people like you and me to build things in this country, to build a business, to build any kind of building, any kind of factory. And yet they want to open up the floodgates singing that this whole green idea is going to be one great, fantastic kickback 
for everybody, which is bullshit. Okay, winter has come upon this country yet again. Okay, now there's some rumblings out there about electric pumps, some kind of electric pump, some heat pump that the government's trying to peddle. Okay, I didn't see the article, but Liu, my wonderful audience, my beautiful, wonderful audience there, please look into it yourselves if you can. Something about these electrical or these heat pumps that uh, Seamus O'Regan, you know, shameful Seamus, is trying to plug to people in his riding in Newfoundland. Okay, and I, I, I've spent some time in Newfoundland during the winter months, and it's effing cold, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not just talking you a breath breeze up your skirt. I'm talking about, holy shit, my spine's on fire. Where is my spine? Oh, it's frozen. I left it over there. Oh, I go better pick it up again and try to warm up. That kind of cold. Okay, so when you get the lakes of Seamus O'Regan going around trying to advertise these pumps, you know, just to keep his seat in power, you know, something's up and there's some kind of bullshit going on there. I don't know. I just don't trust it. It, it. The government had all this time to innovate, to create some great green ideas to keep us warm in the winter. And what have they showed up with? Sweet F.A. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And if the government really cared about your home heating, they would promote the innovations to make your home wonderful, would they not? They talk about this energy and energy efficiency and green, 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 green. When the reality is they don't want to keep taking more money from you when you purchase gas, when you purchase meat, and when you purchase things called, you know, utilities. Hey, well, what a great idea. Because they spent all the fucking money. We've seen this, okay? And when you actually look at mainstream media today in regards to what's happening in Ukraine, they want to spend more money on Ukraine and give more money and give more money and give more money, right? They want to give them adequate kit and adequate machinery. What about our military there? Hmm? What about our military there, uh, Anita Arnand? You know, Miss Previous for, Former uh, Procurement Minister who told us to be hush, hush, hush about proposed vaccines. And now you want to give a, a lot of our stuff away, give more money to help Ukraine out? And yet, what about our military? Hmm? I'll wait. So no regard at all for Canadian defenses. No regard for Canadian recruitment now, too. Now, I'll put an article in my description uh, that some general said at a a formal dinner there recently who spoke out against the woke mandates that our military is going through as we speak. Now, I'm not against anybody expressing themselves, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom of association. I am all for that. But for my time in service, where I wore a uniform, I wore wore it proudly, kept it clean, kept it pressed, kept it looking sharp. I didn't care who was this or who was that. We all wore the same uniform because that's how we operated as a unit, a cohesive unit. You all look the same, so everything's good to go. doesn't matter if you believe in this music or you like this music and if you believe in this god or believe in that god we're all in the same bloody uniform but now all these woke mandates are taking over the service as we speak too okay in regards to expression and what you can put in your fingernails and what have you oh i don't really care but when i look at someone in the canadian forces uniform i look at the unit they represent i look at what they represent okay i look at what they're supposed to stand for for this country Okay, there's a, there's a time and place in the service to express yourself. Okay, yeah, and it's a socialist idea, and you're under you know a watchful eye and all that good stuff. 
but you also volunteer to join the military in this country too. You're not forced to, you're not drafted. You're not conscripted. You're not given ultimatums, right? You come off the street and you go to a recruiting center and you volunteer. And with that volunteerism, you take the responsibility that they give you. It's like applying for any other job. You show up in time, do what you're told to the best you can with what you got. Okay. But if you're going to sit and stomp your feet because you can't wear a certain type of nail polish or a certain type of this or a certain type of that, then well, what are you doing in the service? That's just my idea. You know, I'm not at all dissing anybody there who wants to express themselves freely and openly. I don't care how you identify. But think about that, though. You're representing the military. You're not representing your personal belief and your stance. You're representing the military, the Canadian military. And the Canadian forces have had one hell of a run the past, I would say, at least the past 30 years. You know, with political interference, with media interference, with false allegations, with real allegations, with falsehoods. You know, and it, it, it's enough is enough, right? There's no excuse why we cannot fund our military properly in this country anymore. Get rid of some of the procurement boards, get rid of the red tape, put an actual trained personnel in these boards when it comes to procuring kit, i.e. submarines, i.e. tanks, i.e. land vehicles, i.e. planes. Trained personnel that know exactly what they're doing and what this country needs. And I think our procurement process will go so much smoother too. Don't worry about who has a degree in this or degree in that, right? You'd also cut costs down that way too. So you get some pretty good Canadian kit out there that maybe even members of the world might even buy too. Who knows? Oh, I just have an idea. Oh, wow. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at krustycanuck.ca. And once again, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, if you like and hear what you see, please click like, subscribe, and share this content all over your social media platforms. You can find the podcast on the following. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You can find it on Twitter, Facebook, Rumble, Instagram, YouTube, Getter, Podbean. You can also find it on Player FM, Amazon, and Spotify podcast too. So please check me out there. And once again, thank you to my Rumble subscribers. I know I'm up a few more subscribers on the Rumble page. Thank you very much, you wonderful people. You guys are awesome. Round of applause for you. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I want to say thank you out there to some of the kind emails I received uh, my lot from my last podcast too, uh, for my time in service and what have you. And I, uh, uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to all you too. And if you feel like donating, ladies and gentlemen, there's links in my description where you can do donations. Uh, please consider donating if you can today. Uh, just give me a hand too. Yeah, I'm working lots. I'm gainfully employed. But every little donation helps too. And an update too on the screenplay I wrote. We are in talks with producers as we speak. So hopefully this time next year, you might see my face on television someplace or my name on television. Regardless, I'm feeling good things about my screenplay too. And a special shout out there to my buddy, Adam Danny Mose and Sean Nova for the great work, their efforts in this project. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. Well done. Yes, yes. And especially those individuals that stepped up and gave me some support. Thank you very much too. To those individuals out there where I sent the screenplay to, please have the courtesy to read it. Thank you. Tell me what you think. You know, the only reason I sent it to you is because you're family and you're my friends. And I value your judgment. I don't need validation. I don't need validation, but have the courtesy. Spend 40 minutes reading it. 
You know what I mean? You know, see what you can do. You know, give give me some insight there. Anyway, carrying on with more of this beautiful episode, 193, 11 MPs getting paid by China's Communist Party. Now, I'm curious to see who they are, okay? There's also rumblings, too, that it's an Ontario MPP, okay, for those of you who understand, that's member of provincial parliament. Kind of like, uh, to my American friends, that's like somebody who works in the state senate or the state governance, okay? That's a member of a certain area in writing that reports to the capital city of said province, um, even to my uh, Western listeners too, who doesn't know what an MPP is member of provincial parliament. It's just like an MLA. Excuse <coughs> me. Now there's rumblings about that too. And uh, I'll put all the descriptions in the link for you is there too, ladies and gentlemen. So you can read yourselves and come up with your own uh, assessment and make your own decision as we should. But I find it very, very interesting how, uh, the prime minister is gallivanting on the, you know, in the far East trying to win this deal, win that deal. And of course, we've all seen the video footage where <laughs> President Z is dissing Justin, dissing Justin, oh, you know, whatever. How dare you talk about this? It's almost like they broke some kind of special bond or something, you know? It's like some girlfriend told another girlfriend a dirty secret and that dirty secret's all over the high school hallway. Oh, oh, what are we going to do? Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like I always say, ladies and gentlemen, you know, crack don't smoke itself. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And that's the thing. We're seeing the buffoonery in all shapes and sizes from the government. doesn't matter if it's with the uh, uh, the emergency issues that are going on in Ottawa right now, the, the, the hearings they're having. And I'll be curious to, to sit and listen to actually what the prime minister has to say. Uh, during these hearings because they're going to start to wind, wound everything up and they're talking to all the politicians involved. Beryl Blair, of course, lies through his effing teeth. I don't trust anything he says. I don't trust what Anita Naran says. I don't trust what Christopher Freeland says. And honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I can highly encourage you, my wonderful audience out there, my Canadian audience, Okay, don't listen to what these clowns have to say in regards to uh, imposing the Emergencies Measures Act. Because it was proven that there was no dire threat. CSIS said there was no dire threat to it. There was no dire threat to the country, no dire threat to people's lives. But now they're they're, they're saying a different tune, saying, well, it's okay that you, you encouraged it. It's okay that you incurred it. Okay. So I smell uh, someone's trying to save their job. <laughs> I smell a lot of bullshit, and I smell someone's trying to save their ass and uh, trying to uh, keep a level head and not really own their bullshit. So that's what it comes down to. You know, every one of these clowns is just trying to own, you know, or keep their job without owning anything. Right. So it puts things in a, in a perspective once again, on how can we really trust these institutions? Right. No wonder there's so much disenchantment out there. Okay. Now, I've talked about Pierre Polyev before. I think he's a decent guy. He's a family man. But he does carry that career politician stigma around him. Okay? And when you look at some of the most famous career politicians out there, such as uh, United States President Joe, Joe Biden, he's been in public service for the better part of 50 years. And what was he doing? What has he done prior to you know, winning the presidency in 2020? Sure, he was Obama's vice president. But what did he do as vice president too? Okay. What was he doing as a senator? What was he doing 
as, as a congressperson or a congressman, you know, not to upset my American friends out there, but w- what was he doing? What has he done? Okay. Now you look at other career politicians in this country too, uh, people that had been in, in parliament more than 20 years. What have they accomplished? Right. There's an individual that I engaged on Twitter recently too. Uh, she's been in the better part of 30 years in Canadian politics and just, just really, really pissing on the whole convoy, just pissing down on the convoy, talking like there's some kind of Nazi conspiracy or something like that. You know, oh, of course, you disagree with the status quo. You must be a fascist or misogynist, right? No, you're a Canadian. And I asked her, you know, I responded to her in my Twitter feed uh, in regards to say, uh, you know, how are you going to stand for anything if you keep following these so-called leaders? How come you're not leading yourself, right? Is there a fight on the horizon? And if there is a fight, are you going to follow or are you going to lead? So valid questions I would I would pose to these individuals, okay? You and I know the truth when it comes to what happened to the convoy. There's lots of footage out there to see, every, ladies and gentlemen, lots of footage out there to see, not just the mainstream ideas, and they pinpoint in certain features, but a lot of independent journalists, a lot of citizen journalists went out there, not just Rebel Media and True North and Greg Wycliffe, the comedian extraordinaire, or Daniel Boardman, but a lot of people who took footage and saw what happened, the unity, you know, the, the positive outcome that came out of that, people making food, helping the homeless, cleaning up the mess that was left there, okay? And people still harping about, oh, they, def- they put defamation remarks on the Terry Fox statue. They put a flag on it, okay? And they cleaned up around it, and they had patrols around the whole area, right? And when you look at that, you know, it might take you a good few hours to see all that footage. And yeah, there might have been some little skirmishes here and there, some words exchanged, but there wasn't fights. There were no assaults. You know, there were a few people that couldn't take the honking and the smell. Oh my God, it was just like being on the purge. No, it was nothing like the purge. Just a lot of dramatic influences out there trying to gain brownie points to validate their insecurities, right? They stood up for something, ladies and gentlemen. And you may disagree with me. That's fine. I disagree with some of the points of the trucker convoy. But they stood up for something. They stood up for something. No more mandates. We've had enough of this garbage. They didn't burn any buildings. They didn't topple any statues. They didn't try to sabotage any railway tracks. Okay. Some of them had masks on because it was bloody cold. Some of them took their masks off too. Some of them made a valid point on standing up on on ridiculous mandates that the government was promoting. And now in Ontario, they want to promote that again, too, because a few kids are getting sick. Now, I hate seeing I, I, I hate seeing kids get hurt. I hate seeing anyone get sick. But it seems like they keep pushing this fucking objective again. And they want to keep pushing more masks and pushing more control. Didn't the past two years teach you anything? Did they not? The past two and a half, three years teach you anything? Did you get to stop pushing people into corners? Because people are going to come out swinging. They are. There's a powder keg. And it has a fuse about that big now. Okay? And to these administrators and these bureaucrats, especially the individuals that got paid once, twice, thrice, a few incentives here, a little slap and tickle, bit of a bonus here, right? You still have the audacity to sit there and tell the general public, you better mask up, mask up, mask up. No. No, and you, my wonderful audience out there, I highly encourage you, don't do it. 
if you want to, go ahead. Go ahead. But this whole masking in and masking out and putting this on here and putting that on here and walking this line again, it's starting to repeat itself again. And I'm not going to stand for it. And neither should you, ladies and gentlemen. No, let's bring democracy back to Canada. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. There's also rumblings too. Uh, Rebel News uncovered there about a month, month and a half, maybe two months ago too. Uh, some so-called quote-unquote police stations uh, sponsored by the uh, Chinese Communist Party. Now, whether they set it up for surveillance or to harass uh, brand new Canadians or Chinese Canadians or any Chinese Canadians of that matter, that's kind of shady itself. You would think CSIS would have their hand in that as well. At least CSIS and the RCMP monitoring that kind of speculation. You know, coming to the general public and saying if, if it's true or not. So that's something to think about too, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, I've known Chinese Canadians a good part of my life. One of my first employers in my teen years was straight from Hong Kong, and I do remember our conversations in regards to politics and and life. And he came to Canada, and he worked his ass off to understand English, to understand. Um, procedures when it comes to running a business and last i heard he's still running about three or four restaurants in the city of toronto as far as i know so if you're out there mr chow well done on your influence sir well done on everything that you've taught me and he gave me a valuable lesson when it came to working hard for something now my parents instilled that in me too but he also gave me some good incentive as well right and he was the furthest thing from anything communist right but then when I hear about this, this garbage, this garbage that the government's promoting in the name of inclusion and diversity and whatever excuse they come up with, we can honestly sit here and decide and <laughs> look, look at it for what it is. Someone's getting paid. Okay. Now they speculate 11 MPs got paid. Okay. Who are these MPs? Hmm? Who are they? There's rumblings that some of them were conservative too. Hmm. There's also rumblings that some of them were independent. So, hmm. that's the thing. So who can you trust? Who can you trust? Now, of course, the Trudeau government is sitting there saying, oh, we didn't know this, didn't know that, but I just read you an article that they were briefed on it back in January. So their priorities are all sorts of screwed up. You know, let's look after the convoy. We'll worry about the infiltration later. Okay. And we've all seen these big wigs talk about protecting democracy. They're willing to fight for democracy for Iran. They're willing to fight for democracy in Tunisia, you know, Tunisia in Africa, so they can keep their French culture. Okay. But why are they fighting for us here at home? Hmm? Why are they fighting for Canadian democracy? They sit there and they claim that they are, but the actions the past seven months, or correction, the past 11 months have proven otherwise and other actions there before. So it gives you something to think about. Eh? Something really is, is, is just not right. You know, there's a little meme going around Facebook too. You know, with the depth of my soul, something does not feel right. 
And whoever published that the first time, well done on you, sir, madam. And really, it isn't. And regardless of where you sit on the conservative uh, perspective, liberal perspective, NDP perspective, Democrat perspective, Republican perspective, or libertarian perspective, I think a lot of us know that something is just not right. And it's up to you and myself and others out there to do something about it, ladies and gentlemen. Right? Now, yeah, all I do is I sit and I do my podcast twice every 10 days too. But what I'm doing about it is going to work and trying to make a difference to keep my lights on, to keep the heat on, and to keep my marriage together and to keep my dreams alive. Because I fought for that. And I fought for your right to do the exact same or more or less or whatever you want to do. And there are people that aren't with us today because they fought for the same thing. Some of them were killed in battle. Some of them were killed by IEDs. And some, some by their own hand. So that being said, I can honestly agree with that meme. Something ain't right. It's up to us to fix it. And those gentlemen, this is my podcast for the 21st of November, 2022. Winter is upon us. The festive season's coming. Well done to my uh, friends in Toronto and my Argonaut fans out there. Well done. You know, happy that the arguments, uh, arguments, <laughs> the Argonauts won an additional Grey Cup. So cheers to them. <laughs> well done, Argos. Well done. I know my dad's happy. He's probably the biggest Argo fan I know. Right. And uh, well done to everyone else who took part in the Grey Cup. A Canadian tradition, you know, not as big and as illustrious as the Super Bowl, but a Canadian segment nonetheless, something we should be proud of. All right. I will be around again tomorrow for another episode of this podcast. I know because, like I said, I promised one this past Saturday. I missed it. Had some other work to do. But I'll get two episodes up for this week anyway. So, Like I always say, ladies and gentlemen, do what you can to help each other in these trying times. I know it can be tough. Winter's coming. Christmas is coming. So we'll have to tighten our belts, tighten our purse strings a little bit more. But do what we can to help each other out. Right, try to express and show some kindness to the best of our abilities whenever we can, ladies and gentlemen. Regardless of who's calling the shots or not, stand our ground, stand firm, and stand high. I wish nothing but good things for all you out there and do what we can to help each other out. And like I always say, humanity and merit wins the day. Take care, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me! There is no racial bigotry here! Here you are all equally working! This has been another episode of the Krusty Canuck Podcast. Stay sane and thank you for listening. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast. Well, smack my ass and call me Judy.